Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, February 9th. And uh, you know what's so sad is that after the Super Bowl, I really do think that Mondays after Super Bowl should be national holidays and we should be able to sleep late. And I thought that, you know, oh, I'm looking so forward to President's Day. But then I found out that I actually have to do something for work on President's Day. So I'm bummed. So anyway, let me just say this about that. It's all right. I like it. I'm with you guys. It'll be a long way to my next holiday, I guess. But um, ah, well, we'll make do. Well, no, what's the next day that I get off? No, it can't be Memorial Day. I think the markets are closed on, weirdly, markets are still closed on Good Friday. That may be it. It could be a long march for me, Mark. I feel bad for you because you know how cranky I get when I don't get a day off, right? Anyway, uh, okay. So if you've got a financial question, give us a shout. Uh, Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. You know, again, if you'd like to come on the air with us, it's so great because then we can ask follow-up questions. We can do the stuff that, you know, is important and and takes the burden off of you in some respects, because I'll do the heavy lifting and ask questions and ask follow-up questions. Because sometimes it doesn't, you know, you send us what is appears to be all of the information we need, and then maybe eh, missing a couple of things. Okay. So as a result, when you don't come on the air, I'll sometimes say, well, I need more information. Well, guess what? This is one of those fabulous moments where someone then followed up with that information. So Michelle had asked us, she wanted to retire. 
And she said she was going to work till her full retirement age, which was 66 and 10 months. And now she's like, do I have enough to retire on? And and so she had a, you know, she's got a bunch of money. She's got a, a pension and she's got some Roth IRAs and some rollover IRA money. It, it's more than a million dollars, which is really pretty great. She's got some money in another account, probably another $150,000. So she says, you know, hi again. Thank you for answering my email. I knew I would forget something crucial, even though I tried hard not to. She will be 62 in April. And so then the question is, can she retire? Mark, are you ready to give her her get out of jail free card at 62? I think it's doable also. I just did the numbers. It is doable. What do I want you to know about this? It is doable, but it makes it a little bit harder. You know, that pension money is going to be limited. If you're going to wait to claim your Social Security, um, I, I wouldn't mind you, you know, essentially spending down some of the money that's in your non-retirement assets, hopefully just not a ton. If you could spend some of that money down and get to your full retirement age, it will make the Social Security much better for you. But if you if you do the math pretty quickly and you say the pension at twenty one hundred bucks plus early Social Security completely covers my needs, then you're fine. You really are. It just gets a little bit easier every year you work and every year that you delay till your full retirement age. How about the the one thing that I think is going to be expensive and tough is going to be your health insurance that's going to be expensive. So that's going to be your complicating factor. So I hope that helps. Dorothy writes, hi, Jill, you have a wonderful podcast for personal finance. I've learned an incredible amount listening to the daily shows. I am planning to retire and will want to roll over my workplace 401k into my IRA. The workplace funds are at Fidelity and my independent retirement accounts are at Vanguard. Is there any benefit to having Fidelity cash out and roll the money rather than doing an in-kind rollover so that my Vanguard IRA will have Fidelity funds? To clarify, both the 401k and IRA are pre-tax. I'm equally happy with the Fidelity 401k funds and my current Vanguard funds. So look, my guess is because it's a 401k, I'm not sure you'll be able to do an in-kind. So if you want to keep the 401k, then just keep it as a 401k, presuming your employer does that. But really, I just think it's easier to just roll the whole thing over and reinvest in the IRA rollover and be done with it and have one account so that you have one big fat account at Vanguard. You manage it from there. That's my preference. Corey writes, I've got a few questions. First few are personal. Last are about stock market in general. Okay. Corey is above the income limits for Roth IRA contributions. And he also, he's above the limit to receive a tax break from a traditional IRA. Is there any reason to not do a backdoor Roth conversion from a traditional IRA contribution? Not referring to converting older money to Roth, but this year's contribution. I have no other traditional IRA money no pro rata concerns. So if you don't know what that means, it's basically, this is called a backdoor Roth. You put money into a an IRA, a regular old IRA, but you don't get any tax benefit for doing that. You put the money in that, you know, you're six or seven grand in, and then you immediately convert it into a Roth. And that's called a backdoor Roth. You cannot do this if you have other traditional IRA floating around. 
And so, Corey, you should definitely do a backdoor Roth. That's perfect. Okay. Second, GameStop had to know it was coming. Who do you borrow stock from in order to short it? Well, usually it's just your bro- a brokerage firm, like wherever you do business. Like, so if you said, I have an account at Charles Schwab and you wanted to go short GameStop, you would say to the brokerage firm, I want to be able to sell short. They'll say, okay, you've got to have a margin account. And meaning that's just kind of a, an account where you can borrow against it. And you've got to put money in this account and you've got money. You have to have money that is put into the account to start the trade and extra money in case the trade goes against you. Um, And the question goes on is how do they always have it to let you borrow? Because in a lot of these firms, they have people who are long GameStop stock. And so that's kind of like the bank, Um, you know, the, how does the bank have money to lend you? Cause they have money that's on deposit. Now, next question, do my brokerages loan out the few shares of individual stocks I own? Can I stop them? Yes, they do. And no, you can't. You've signed that right away. If you want to hold shares directly, you have to hold them directly in a company, which is a, uh, a drip account uh, or, or directly with companies, but they don't usually let that happen. And it's not that biggest thing in the world. Okay. Mark thinks that you may be asking these questions uh, because you want to short stocks, but maybe you don't. I don't know. How is it not making more news that hedge funds shorted over 100% of the shares of GameStop? It is making news. It's a definition of naked short selling. How is this not being more discussed as the flaw in the system and not some retail investors that can actually read detailed investing info? Well, Corey, look, this was in the news and it is part of the system. It will come under scrutiny. Um, naked shorting is way different than just regular shorting, meaning that you, you have a lot of exposure and to compound the problem, by the way, a lot of hedge funds use borrowed money on top of that, that they leverage their positions. So I think there could be some changes in the way that short selling is managed, but we'll see. Okay. Um, all right. Next up is Luke who says, hi, Jill, I love the show and the fantastic advice. I'm 42 and married with two children. I'm very focused on saving and continuing to build our retirement nest egg. One of my big frustrations is that we have multiple accounts, so it's challenging to keep track of performance and overall allocation. That is hard. I know. It's like one of those weird functional things. Okay. My wife and I have three different 401k accounts. One is a government thrift savings plan, two Roth IRAs, an investment account through a health savings account. Is there an affordable way to view all of those accounts in one place? I'm wary of the free services out there like Mint and surprised that none of the brokerages we have, E-Trade, Schwab, or TD, has this functionality built in. Thanks, Jill. I'm not sure why. Why are you wary of Mint? I don't know if there's like, so if you're worried about data, most of these firms do have, you know, ability to look at other things. I don't know, maybe... Mark, do you know of a different source that could help with the account management for someone who's got all these different fund families? Okay, Mark says that personal capital has a free feature that helps you with this very problem. But, you know, of course, they're trying to capture your assets. So just make sure you pick that free option. Otherwise, you probably could like dump it into a spreadsheet. So the next question is from Stephen. And Stephen, um, I was a little confused about your first line. So I'm going to try to interpret it. If I've got it wrong, send me a follow-up. It, it seems to me that you're saying you're close to 60 years old. 
you've got about a hundred grand in an IRA and you've got another couple hundred thousand dollars into a in a Roth and you want to know, is it worth adding some money from a work account and you have a, the ability to change from an IRA to a Roth IRA and you've got five more years to work, income is $60,000. The question is, you know, should you do this? at $60,000 a year in income. You know what? I think that you should do it. Pay the tax and know that you've paid it at this current level of income, $60,000. And it's a pretty low tax bracket. And it's nice that you have you will have some money that'll be Roth money and some money that will be traditional money. That's that. And um, by the way, Steve says, I enjoy that you explain your show doesn't make up questions. <laughs> I can't. I, you guys are much more interested not anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, we used to have to have people call the show when we were first a radio show, like more than 10 years ago. That's for sure. So that's it. That's it for the show. Can you believe it, Mark? It went by so quickly. All right. If you've got a financial question, come on the air and talk to us about it. It would be so much more fun. I love your voices. Everyone loves your voices. It's great. So you can just send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And while you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, and you're checking out all the stuff that we do, or maybe you're listening to old shows, uh, be sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can do it where you're listening or on our website. And you can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. And that's just comes out every Friday. Mark makes it happen. As a reminder, Mark, won't it be great when I don't have to say this anymore? Then I can just go into my mantra. And then we'll stop saying, wash your hands, wear your mask, maintain your physical distancing. Or should I just always say that? Oh, Mark says I'm going to have to keep saying, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing just to prevent the next pandemic. I'm thinking, though, maybe from now on when I travel, I may actually wear a mask and I'm going to just make it. That'll be part of my routine. I don't know. That could work for me. Try to lift someone up today. We really think that helps all of us. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer and the best one in the whole wide world. We are distributed by Cadence 13. And I'm trying a new mantra for 2021. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.